Prepare yourself for the only talk radio show you'll want to turn up. Crank this thing. Sirius XM Pandora presents the place where your hard rock and metal voice can still be heard. You bet your ass, baby. Unfiltered, uncensored, say whatever you want. Hit the record button. Anything can happen, you know. I know that ain't nobody out there came to be mellow tonight, now did you? I say, I say there ain't nobody. I say there ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit mellow now, is there? Anybody wants to get mellow, you can turn around and get the fuck out of here, all right? This is the Trunk Nation Podcast, Podcast. with host A. Trunk. Hey folks, it's Eddie Trunk, and welcome to the latest episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, which is new every Thursday, anywhere you get your podcast. Thank you for subscribing, and thank you for listening wherever you do so, however you do so, around the world, in the U.S., in Canada, wherever you are, thank you for checking out my show each and every Thursday. As I mentioned each and every week, the interviews you hear on this podcast originated on my Sirius XM radio show. Trunk Nation is Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Nightly re-airs 10 to midnight Eastern on Sirius XM Channel 106 Volume. Everything is also available on demand anytime you want on the Sirius XM app. If you're in the U.S. or Canada and you're only listening to this podcast, you are only getting a tiny fraction of the interviews and the rock talk and the stuff that we do on a daily basis on Trunk Nation on Volume. Hope you come on board and join us. Interviews this week uh, come from Tony Iommi, who joined me a couple weeks ago to talk about a cologne that he's putting out. Whoever thought the creator of heavy metal would be pitching cologne? (laughs) It's called Scent of Dark, and also a new song of the same name. It's always great to visit with the guy who created heavy metal, who's a frequent guest on the show. We start with the legendary Tony Iommi. Second interview for you this week is with Jay Buchanan. For my money, one of the best singers in the world that we have today from one of my favorite newer bands, Rival Sons. Highlight show for me was seeing Rival Sons perform uh, about a month ago in Anaheim, final show of their Pressure and Time tour. Astonishing band, tremendous band. And Jay called in after that tour wrapped up to talk about how that tour went And also talk a little bit about the band's next tour, which will be going out with Greta Van Fleet. So Jay Buchanan and Tony Iommi are connected as well because Rival Sons opened every single show of Black Sabbath's farewell tour. So even though that's not what the two of them are talking about in their individual interviews on the podcast, I thought it would be cool to put them together just for that reason. They are both mutual fans of each other and have done some extensive touring together. We'll get to Jay second. We'll start with Tony Iommi right now, talking about Scent of Dark, his new cologne, and his brand new song. Here's Tony. It's Eddie Trunk, and this is Trunk Nation, Sirius XM 106 volume, and it is always an honor and a pleasure to have my old friend Tony Iommi joining us, and a man who, as I say all the time, he invented the music we love, heavy metal, and now... He's going to make us all smell a lot better as well. Uh, joining us right now on the show is the one and only Tony Iommi. Tone, how are you? This is exciting news. New music and a Tony Iommi fragrance. Who would have thought it? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Eddie. Um, yes, I'm well, thank you. And uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely a, a new venture for me. I never, I never expected this, to be honest. How did it come about? Let's start with the fragrance because, and then we'll get to the music. So, scent of dark okay. is a fragrance. Uh, how did first of all were you always into uh, fragrances, okay. and how did it come to be that at this point in your life you were approached to to make one? Yeah, I've always been interested in fragrances. In fact, uh, ever since the, the early days of Sabbath when we were touring, I used to, uh, you know, we go around the world and I'd pick up different sort of bottles of perfume and uh, aftershave or whatever you want to call it um and um collect stuff from different different parts of the world uh and I, I sort of quite like that until I found something that that was that I liked and then I'd stick to that for a bit and the interest went on and I just uh, always sort of you know tried different different perfumes and um 
just out the blue a couple of years ago i had a when the pandemic sort of started i had a call from a friend of mine who put me in touch who said uh, his friend sergio was uh wanted to know um was a fan and uh you know wanted to work us up together to talk uh and he owned a perfume company and he he basically sent me a box of 20 perfumes and and I didn't even know the guy oh blimey you know it's uh that's great thanks uh so I, then I got on the phone to thank him and we struck up a, a friendship from that day and then we stayed in contact and um <clears throat> and eventually the, the one day he said would you be interested in doing your own perfume I know you like uh, uh, different perfumes uh, and he said uh, and, and I said well I said I, I wouldn't know where to start he said well I know how to do that he said and he said what you've got to do is make a list of of all your favorite smells the smells you like you know whether it's coffee or leather or whatever it might be which I did and then he would I'd, I'd let him know and then his company with them would make mixtures of uh, of different stuff until we got one that was right and he'd keep sending them backwards and forwards and I'd say yes I like that but it needs, he'd probably send me eight at a time and I'd pick one of the favourites from that then they'd send me more, they'd improve on that and then it just, it went over like a long period of doing it really um, which was for me, what I liked about it Eddie was that he didn't want just a name to put on a bottle he wanted somebody involved from day one, and, and which I wanted as well. I wouldn't want to put my name on something I didn't know of. And he said, I want, you know, would you be interested in getting involved from the off and right the way through? And I said, yeah, that's how, the only way I'd do it. And um, and basically, that's what we did. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you about, Tone, because you know there's a lot of people that, a lot of artists, especially uh, well-known artists that, they just license their name to something, and I've, you know, I'll talk to them privately, and they're like, I don't know, I had nothing to do with it, I just gave them my name. This is, I know Absolutely. you don't, you know, I know your name means a lot to you, obviously, so you don't do that. So this, this is a case where you really were and needed to be and wanted to be hands-on in the development of this. Absolutely, and, and like, you know, that's what I did with the guitars. Well, I've done it, you know, they keep sending me them. I said, no, that's not right, go back, do this. And and it's exactly the same what we're doing with the perfume. And what I like about him as well, Eddie, he's got the same, we're in the, on the same page. He he, he loves music. He, he plays guitar. He's, um, he wants everything done right, though. And, uh, you know, much the same as I try and approach songs. And, I mean, I'll stay there till the death. He's the same with the perfume. He'll, he'll work hard at it and... Everything has to be right, the boxing, the casing, um, the packaging, and um, and the bottles, and, of course, the, the, the smell. Uh, and it was just a, a great opportunity. And I thought, well, yeah, this is this is brilliant. But he, he didn't stop there. He said, well, you know, why don't we, why don't we do a, uh, some music to go with this? And um, I said, well, yeah, that's a, a good idea. And again... We both involved ourselves in it. I wrote the the track, and then I played, and then Sergio played parts in it as well. So we've kept that together. Um, so all the way through, really, Eddie, it's been uh, you know a, 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 both of our minds together on it. Uh, Sergio Momo is the name of this uh, artist that you're working with, who you did both the the perfume with as well as this song, Scent of Dark. So, so Tony, it sounds to me like this was probably also a great timing for this because we talked some during the lockdown of the pandemic, and uh, you know everybody was doing the same thing, pretty much indoors, trying to find projects and things to do to occupy their time. W- was this something that came about because of that? Because the timing was good as well? Because it's something you could really take some time with being in the pandemic? Well, it was part of it, Eddie. And it's, um, you know, to be approached with something like that, it was it really knocked me sideways because the last thing I'd, ex- I'd, I'd expected was somebody to ask me about right. doing a perfume. Right. Know, I thought maybe a, a wine or something like that, but perfume, I thought, hmm. Um, but it was a great, it, it, it was a, it was a great uh, approach, really, and, and it enabled us to be able to do the perfume and the music 
together. And it it did take the time over that pandemic. You know, it took a long time. We've been involved with each other now, and try and of course trying to keep that secret as well. Um, but uh, now it's it's really been a good a good venture. Hey, Tone, who was the best? So is it safe to say that in the old days of Sabbath, you were the best smelling member? <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. No, I mean, to be honest, um, uh, Oz has always been one for, 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 for smelling or over-smelling or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> and, of course, Geezy used to have uh, uh, his, his aftershaves or perfumes or whatever. So, no, I think the three of us were... Well, much would we, be into sort of perfumes. Bill so being the drum, Bill being the drummer Bill. though, he's back there sweating. He he's, he's just, he <laughs> yeah, probably he needed the sweat. the perfume. <laughs> 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 so tell me about the song. So so the the fragrance is called Scent of Dark, correct? And now the song is also, which is your first new music in in over eight years that you've created. Is also called "Scent of a Dark." Uh, a scent of dark. Tell me about the origins of the song, because I know over the years, Tony, we've talked, and you said you've just got this massive uh, catalog of unused riffs. Is this one of those that that dates back some that you've archived and pulled out? It's it's one of the ones that I've had for a while, and um, it I, I didn't never know where to sort of place it with a verse because I liked the instrumental part of it. And um, so I, I used the first section, and then when it came into being able to put it into shape, into a when I had sort of something to work for, say, so, well, I'm going to do it for the perfume. Okay, right, this is what I'm going to do to it. So I, I, I worked, I, I wrote some riffs to go with the idea, and um, and that's how I sort of done it. So I had the riff originally, and then I added more riffs to it, but but I, I had about four or five ideas that I played to Sergio, but I said, this is the one I, I, I like. And he said, yeah, I agree. I think that's, uh, you know, a, a good one to, to go with it. And um, it still retains the, the, the doominess, if you like. <laughs> yeah, but it's really, it, you know, what's really cool about it? It, 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 of course, has all the signature sounds of Iomi Sabbath, but it also the orchestration in there too. It, it, it adds a whole different element. There's a I know there's a bunch of different people that contributed to the track musically, but I, I thought that there was a. I mean, I really it tied together brilliantly when I saw the video as well and heard the song. But it it uh, to me that that orchestration stuff in it, uh, I thought was a really cool extra touch to the to the song. Absolutely, I, and and that was sort of the plan from the off. With that, I wanted to use a string section, and <clears throat> to give it a lot more drama in it, and uh, and I think it worked. I, I like what they did, and uh, um, it all sort of come together really well, uh, Eddie. I was uh, really pleased with it, and I like that direction we did as well. Did you ever consider there being vocals in the song, or was it always intended to be an instrumental? Well, we pondered over it at first, and then you thought, well, you know, if you start bringing vocals in it, it, it brings another thing to it, and and the whole purpose of it is for the the music part of it and the and the perfume. Um, so uh, I saw that idea more of a as a as a an instrumental really and when you hear this and when i hear it tony it 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 sounds to me like this could work brilliantly as well in say a movie soundtrack or something like that having such an archive of music that's unused like you do is this something you'd like to do more of in this in the future would you like to would you be up for even like scoring something is that an interest of yours oh absolutely yeah I mean that's sort of what we've done here on Centre Dark. I'm going to, um, I'm definitely going to continue that role for a while, um, doing uh, more of these sort of doomier sort of riffs and with with string sections. I really liked the idea of that. And yeah, I mean as far as film goes, yeah, I've always been open for anything like that, really. And just to be clear, so as far as the fragrance is concerned, are there two variations on it? 
Yes, there's a there's a collect. They smell the same, but there's a collectible bottle which will be probably quite expensive. And then there's a there's another bottle that's got Iomi on it, um, and that's um, that's obviously more. Of, it's got the same, but it's just going to be the cheaper version. You know, the bottle, but they look great. I mean, the bottles are just uh, fabulous, and the and the packaging, everything is. It's top notch. It really is, and uh, you know me. I wouldn't be involved if if, I, if it weren't if it weren't like that. Yeah, no doubt. And people can learn more about the fragrance. It's uh, the company. How do you pronounce the company, Tony? Is it Zerjoff? Zerjoff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Zerjoff spelled spelled, spelled funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. X e r j o f f. Go to uh, ZerjoffUniverse dot com again. That's X e r joffuniverse.com and that's where you can learn more about uh, purchasing the, the, the fragrances. And Tone, I want to ask you about the video a little bit because the video was really cool, really captured the vibe of the song. It was just, you know, for me and all, all of the Sabbath fans, it was so it's so fantastic to hear you play and create something new and see a new video with you in it. Uh, it's been a while, so it's so good to, to see. Tell me about making the video look like a really cool setting. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the, the setting is, is is by my house, actually. Um, and um, it, it's Sudbury, Sudbury Castle. Um, and it's uh, it's a great setting. Uh, We've done, we done the the actual recording over in um, uh, Oxford Way. But the but the uh, the rest of the vibe on the video, it was done at Sudbury Castle. Sudbury Castle. And... Um, it's it's really is a great setting, and not normally people can't normally get in there inside their house. But Sergio knew the people, and he'd done an event there recently with Prince Charles, so they allowed us to use the house, and they never have they never let people in the house normally. So it was great. It really worked good. And you know what's what's uh, at the end of the video? There's a scene where. Uh... A woman is is holding. I guess it looks like it's the bottles of the of the uh, cologne, right? That's right. And and, and when she di- they make her disappear, though, Tony, <laughs> it's not a good advertisement. <laughs> she <laughs> goes. That's oh, my wife. That's is that my your wife? wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've made that's her disappear when she tries the perfume. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see her on the beginning of the video. When it starts, she goes through a door. She's in this black cloak. She goes through the door and then disappears through the door, uh, through the gate. And then you see her at the end. But <laughs> because she had to wear all this gold makeup and everything. <laughs> and the funny thing was, when we did the video, then we had to go home. And I said, I said, you're going to take it off first before we go in the car. She said, no, I'll do it at home because we weren't that far away. And... Um, she wanted to use her stuff to get it off, you know. So we had to drive bloody well back home. Of course, I bumped into one of the neighbours. They must have thought we'd gone mad. <laughs> they were all gold face and. <laughs> oh, so, so, so now you're gonna you, throughout your career, you've signed albums and uh, cassettes and CD covers, and now you're going to be signing perfume bottles, right? You're, are you going to do some some events to sign these things yeah. and go out and promote we, it? We've, well, we've signed 200 of them so far as uh, collectible, and Sergio signed them as well. So we've got these um, Swarovski, is it? Swarovski uh, glass, I forgot how you pronounce it. I can never say that word. Um, and the one bottle is black, and it's really, it's really rich looking. And the other bottle is gold, and it's and it's got monkeys on it. You know, uh, on my original SG guitar, I've got a monkey on the back of it, and we used this monkey and the SG guitar on the case of the of the um, perfume, and it's on the bottle. It's imprinted on the on the bottle. These little monkey faces. Um, it was good, and that was Sergio's idea. So it's a good idea, and that, they are very nice, I must say. 
Mm-hmm. A few other things, and I'll let you go, Tony. So doing this and making new music for the first time in, in almost a decade, did it get your juices flowing to want to make new music, maybe a new record or something like that? Is that an interest of yours at this point? Would you, what, would you like to continue to put out new stuff? Oh, absolutely. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoy uh, playing and recording. I do get a buzz from it. Um, and that is the plan. Uh, you know, I did. Uh, I wrote a song for Ozzy's new album as well. I didn't know um, that. Oh yeah, I done one for Ozzy's new album. Um, Are you playing but, on it um, as well? Because I know he's got a lot of different guitar players. Are you going to play on it as also? Yeah, yeah I, I wrote it, played on it, played the solo on it, played everything on it. <laughs> um, so I did that. I did that at home. Um, so yeah, I mean. Uh, I'm going to do, definitely do more, that's for sure, absolutely. I mean, unfortunately, with that, like I said to you before, that pandemic knocked a hole in it, really, a lot of it, because you couldn't, you, you, I couldn't work with the engineer because of, of all the, the restrictions of you couldn't have anybody in your house or your studio or whatever. And, uh, of course, now it's, it's, I mean, it's still bad, but at least people are getting injected more. And and uh, we're, that's what we're planning on doing now, doing doing more um, recording. Well, that's great to hear. And how is your health? You did okay through the pandemic, and of course, you know, you uh, do, are you still having uh, treatments and and things like that for for uh, your health? Yes, I still go for uh, well checkups mainly now, and um, yeah, it's all dare I say it's going good, Eddie. Thank you. Yeah. Thank goodness. I mean, that's the most important thing. Things are things are looking good because with somebody in your situation with you know, pre-existing conditions and stuff, I would imagine the the pandemic is even more harrowing because you 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 know you're compromised in that regard. I have friends that are dealing with that as well. Absolutely. I mean, it, I was worried about going anywhere anyway. Even when they started lifting it, I thought mm, I don't really want to, you know, be around a crowd of people. I've been invited to different events and I was invited to an award here I got rock god award here in in London and um and I I I was really nervous about going to the event you know um so I I actually didn't go and I did my bit over on on Zoom uh sent them they've done a video live there you know but yeah it it was uh, it did worry me quite a bit because I I thought well if if my immune systems down and it's easy to catch something but i did have checkups uh yesterday day before yesterday and everything's so far is good and my immune system's up and yeah so i'm I'm very pleased that is great great news to hear and you know the the sabbath speaking of sabbath the here in the u.s as i'm sure you know the 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 special super deluxe editions have been coming out Technical Ecstasy, I think, is the latest one to, to come out. I guess Never yeah. Say Die is next as they move through the catalog. We had Yuan talking about the two, the two Dio records when they were just recently reissued. I imagine that's going to continue as well moving forward. You'll do Never Say Die, and then will you get into maybe some of the stuff that you did, uh, the Tony Martin era or what have you, oh, maybe yeah. the Born Again record? Absolutely. That's the plan to go through, through them all. Once the... Um, we've we've done the Aussie uh, stuff. We're doing Ronnie stuff. Once that's done, then it'll be hopefully we can get to Born Again and definitely in the Tony Martin uh, period. Yeah, and it's amazing how many people have asked me about that. Uh, you know, that sort of took a long time, but it's finally people are going, "Oh God, we like that al- those albums." Yeah, the album with Glenn too. I mean, Seventh Star. That's that's and fantastic Glenn, yeah, record too. That would be great. I just saw Glenn uh, last week. We were in Los Angeles together. He, uh, it was the funeral service for Frankie Benali, the drummer from Quiet Riot. And yeah, uh, I, saw, I saw you online actually doing the doing that. Um, I know it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it reminded me of when we were all there for Ronnie. It was in the same place, you know. And and Wendy was there, and you know, I was thinking of that. But and Glenn was there, and I thought of the time I sat with you and Glenn and Geese at, at at Ronnie's. But uh, yeah, I mean, Glenn, it's remarkable how how great Glenn still looks and sounds. So you could easily do you could easily do a reunion show with that particular record if you wanted to, because Glenn could certainly still do it, and I know you could. Oh, he can. <laughs> yeah. He's one of the few people that can it. 
He, I mean, the way he can sing, it's just unbelievable. I mean, I, funny enough, uh, I've got. Do you know Jimmy? Uh, Jimmy's manager. Jimmy. I don't. I don't know if I know his manager. No. Yeah, he's only a young lad, long hair and big beard. Anyway, he's playing. He's playing bass on my on this uh, song. Oh, is that right? Is that right? (laughs) That's great. And the the last thing I I can't let you go without mentioning this because I read this last week. You have (laughs) been, and I don't mean this as an insult. People will understand in a second. But you've become a fossil as well, Tony. Is that correct? Oh God, (laughs) I couldn't believe it. Honestly, honestly, I couldn't believe it when they got in touch with me and told me that. Um, And uh, yeah, it's a 480 million year old fossil they discovered, and (laughs) the guy called it after me. And uh, it's strange because I did a, (laughs) I went into Birmingham a few days ago and uh, to the Sabbath bench there, and they wanted to do some interview stuff. And unknowns to me, I didn't know they were going to do this, and they. They got in touch with the with the professor who found this fossil, and we did a face face to face a face uh, on on the phone, and God, it was really uh, really strange. I, I mean, I, yeah, I'm still still beyond me now to know that uh, I'm a fossil now. <laughs> I'm a fossil in two re- two ways. <laughs> People can call you a fossil, and it's a compliment now because you actually have a fossil <laughs> named after you. That's remarkable. And and the Sabbath oh, yeah. bench, the Sabbath bench is actually a bench in Birmingham dedicated to the band, right? It's kind of like a a monument there to the band, correct? Yeah, it's a big bench with our heads on it, and, and it's it's on a bridge, which is the Sabbath bridge as well. Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, they're um, they've uh, finally recognised that we're we're here. <laughs> no doubt no doubt do you miss do you miss the the touring and do you miss the guys tony do you miss sabbath do you miss that machine going or do you think it's been put to bed uh properly and and you're you're okay with how it's all wrapped up well yes i miss i miss the guys i miss doing live shows um yeah but you never know with Sabbath. You can never say, you know, because I've been asked it now umpteen times, do you think you'll ever do anything again? Well, you never can say, no, I won't, because you never know. You never know what's around the corner, you know. I wouldn't, If anything, I wouldn't be doing lung tours anyway. I couldn't do that again. But um, I do love playing live, and uh, I'm sure some way or other we will, but, uh, or I will. Uh, but who knows what's around the corner? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, having this track out and, of course, the accompanying uh, fragrance is just de- definitely going to get people excited because just hearing you play again, it was so it's so good. You know, when your manager, Ralph, was talking to me about doing this, uh, he was being cagey about what we were exactly going to talk about. And I said, well, is it music? Is it music? And, and then I see I see a, a perfume and then I said, there must be music, too. And then there was music. And I said, well, this is great. And I saw the video and I. It was just it was just fantastic just to see something new uh, musically, and then of course uh, I'm looking forward to to smelling the fragrance. I could always use a little help. I'm always running around. I could use a little spritz or something to make me smell better. So I'm going <laughs> to seek it out, Tony. <laughs> You'll get one. <laughs> I, well, I would appreciate that. I'd love to. I'd love to try it. But listen, it's uh, it's wonderful to to talk to you as always, and uh, I hope this is. Uh, just the start of some more things coming down the pike. I just thought of something real quick. I, I know you. I, I'll, I'll let you go. But Born Again, we talked about in the yeah. past how you said you always wanted to remix that record. That's the Sabbath record for the listeners. That's the Sabbath record with Ian Gillen. And I remember in the past you had told me that you couldn't find the tapes. Have you had any luck finding the masters on that? Well, apparently, Ralph found a connection there where they were. I haven't heard anymore. We're, we're waiting to get these now. They, they discovered where they were in some library in some record company somewhere or other. Um, so um, that's obviously I'd love to do that. Love to get that one sounding right because that that was a I think that was a really good album. And when we first done it in the studio, it sounded great. But when it came out on record, it was really muffly and not good. So I want to try and. Uh, do something with that. Yeah, Ian Gill. I had dinner with Ian Gillen once, and he told me that he was he he was so drunk that he didn't realize he told you he would join Black Sabbath the night you recruited him. 
<laughs> oh man, I tell you what. Yeah, we we met him. He'd just come in from Kuala Lumpur, believe it or not, and he he, he travelled in from Kuala Lumpur, and we met him in in um, in Woodstock in uh, Oxfordshire, and uh, at a pub, which is probably wasn't a good move, um, <laughs> and we he sort of turned up about eleven o'clock in the morning. I think Geezer and I were there, and. Um, he said, oh, I've just come in from Kuala Lumpur. Then I must have, a, we had a drink and another drink and another drink. Anyway, the pub was closing because it closed at a certain time <laughs> and they just locked us in and left us there. And God, the state of us at the end of the day, we were just <laughs> paralytic. And he don't even remember what had happened. And of course, his manager said, Ian, if you're going to make any important decisions, can you let me know? <laughs> That's what he said to me. And Ian went, Ian went what? He said, you've joined, it's agreed to join Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said to me, oh. too. He said his manager laid into him and said, you know, next time you decide to join a major band, could you let me know? He goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, no, it was, it, was, it was really funny, actually. <laughs> Oh, that's great oh, stuff. Yeah. We, got, we, we got endless stories with him. I tell you, we had some bloody fun on that tour. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm I'm so excited that you've you've made some new music here. Scent of Dark is the name of the song, the video, and the fragrance from Tony Iommi. And you can learn more at zerjoffuniverse.com. Again, that's spelled X-E-R. J-O-F-F universe.com. That's where you can learn more. You can see the video for the song, of course, online and listen to the song online. And Tone, I hope this is uh I hope we're gonna be talking a lot more about coming projects from you. I'm real excited that you're doing stuff and we've got some new music from you, and I look forward to checking out the fragrance. Oh, thanks, Eddie. In fact, the the fragrance on the bottle is Iomi. It's got Iomi on it. So um just easy to find. Yeah, but absolutely. I'm looking forward to making more music, Eddie. Really am, and uh, and talking next time. Definitely. And where can people Love see your fossil if they want to see it? Where does it? Where is it actually housed? Where's the fossil? Oh my God! Don't you start. <laughs> but where is it? Is it on the Sabbath bench? Did you leave it there? Did you leave the bench? And... <laughs> I've got the I've got the the picture of it on the on the Sabbath bench. It was. I've got that at home now. I think it's in London, um, in Sweden. All right, because, you know, that might be perfect if they put it in glass on next to the Sabbath bench on the Sabbath bridge. That's perfect. They could put it and close yeah. it right there. Yeah, somebody nick it, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you could do one-stop shopping in Birmingham. You could do all your Sabbath sightseeing, and you could catch it all right there. That would be perfect. So, uh, yeah, that's that's awesome, though. That, I thought that was a great story as well. All right, thank you so much, Tony. Enjoy the holidays if we don't speak before, and uh, best to you and your family. Always great to talk to you. Thanks for the time. All right, boy, thanks. It's lovely to talk to you, and uh, say hello to all the fans out there. All the people. Uh, can't w please let us know when you get to the U.S. We look forward to seeing you. Absolutely. God bless you. Always great to visit with the legendary Tony Iommi. So good to have him back making new music. Check out Scent of Dark. The video is online. And you can also check out his new cologne or perfume. He called it both, so I'm not sure. I, I guess it can be both. <laughs> I haven't smelled it yet, but I look forward to checking it out myself. Thanks to Tony. Always great to visit with a stone-cold legend in the world of music. Coming up, we'll talk to Jay Buchanan of Rival Sons on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Well, it's well known one of my favorite newer bands is Rival Sons by a wide margin. I just love these guys to death. And they just did a tour where they played their album Pressure and Time in its entirety for its 10th anniversary. I made a point of catching the final show on this tour in Anaheim, California, it was their hometown at the House of Blues there, packed venue, one of my shows of the year by a mile. Jay Buchanan, one of the greatest singers you will ever hear. Here is a conversation with Jay that took place just after that tour wrapped up, a couple weeks after I saw them play, uh, talking about how that tour went and talking about what's coming up next for them, including a tour with Greta Van Fleet. Here is Jay Buchanan of Rival Sons, interview number two, on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. One of the greatest singers we have today, in my opinion, Mr. J. Buchanan of Rival Sons joins us right now. Hey, buddy, how are you today? I'm doing good, Eddie. Those are very kind words, man. Thank you. 
Well, you know, it's interesting because I, I just say what I feel and it just comes from the heart. And I got to tell you, um, I, I said this to you after the show, seeing you guys, seeing what you do, seeing that packed house at House of Blues, beyond packed, sold out. Uh, it just it just gave me such great faith for the future of rock and roll. And I don't know. I mean, you're in it. You're doing it. You've been doing it for a while now. Do you feel that as well? Do you feel optimistic about where we're going with this world of music? Man, Eddie, it makes me really happy to hear you talking like that because I have, God, over the last you know 13 years that we've been that we've been at this, like journalist after journalist talking about the dismal future and state of rock music in general. And um, I've always looked at it, you know, for the most part, I, I tend to look at what makes all of these bands the same, you know, like there's a familial aspect that I, that I look at um, all of these emerging bands with, like we're trying to get this ball down the field. And every, every rock band that springs up, um, they're helping to cultivate, um, to cultivate a new version of, of what rock music should be. And in the United States in particular, and like, we've got like a, a very noisy fuzz pedal thread that's woven into our, our national fabric. And that thread, is, at one time, it spread worldwide and it, created the Beatles and the Stones and Zeppelin, so many others. And like, like this community that we're talking to today is proof of its survival. And, um, and when I look at all of these bands springing up, it makes me very happy to see that. And uh, I definitely appreciate your optimism then. Yeah, I mean, I, I and just today, again, having uh, Wolfgang Van Halen back on, he's got his first record out, these young guys, Dirty Honey, going out together. I mean, there's so many bands. You have a tour coming up with a band that yeah. I, I said earlier is a band that absolutely, I think, opened a lot of doors for this scene as well and is probably the most successful of this wave. Uh, no matter where you land on them, personally, what you like, if you like them or don't like them, I tell my audience all the time, you can't help but to root for them because they are absolutely doing phenomenal things in terms of draw and attendance and sales and airplay. And that's Greta Van Fleet. I know that, that uh, you've been announced as special guests on that tour. So that's got to be exciting for you because in the history of Rival Sons, although you've been at it, like you said, 13 years, that you you have an amazing fan base, but you're you're still not a household name. Going out on tours, whether it's opening for Sabbath like you did, or or playing with Stone Temple Pilots, or now going out with Greta Van Fleet, that's got to be great to uh, have those opportunities to maybe get in front of some people who still aren't on board or know about what you guys are doing. You know, we played with everyone. Like literally, I think the only rock band. The only iconic rock band that we haven't played with is probably like the Who, you know. But we've played with everybody: the Stones, ACDC, you know, Sam, everyone. And we've always been down to do that because it's about um, it's it, it, it's to me it's always been about connecting the dots and connecting the lineage and and enjoying that um, enjoying that familial aspect of our genre and celebrating it. Um, so, you know, going out with credit and fleet, I'm so stoked about it because these guys have been, they've been, they've done like such a service to the genre and watching them grow. And uh, especially this last record, the, the battle with the gardens gate, I feel like they really broke into their own, their own thing. You know, when you, when you see, a rock band swinging through the fences that way. Um, it's just, it's exciting to see. I'm really excited to get out on the road with these guys. Yeah, we talked about that a little bit when I saw you backstage Saturday after your show in Anaheim because you, you had said how much you appreciate how, how these younger bands uh, evolve and change and grow and find and, and take chances and try different things. And certainly you guys have done that throughout your career as well. You, you know, I'm curious, oh, for, uh, Jay. I mean, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, you start out like, you start out borrowing from, from the hard work of all of your heroes. You know, Rival Sons certainly did that, you know. 
And it's like, you do that until you're strong enough to stand on your own. And like every garage band in history from like, you know, bands that died out after you know, printing a local 45 to all of the bands that went on to stadium legacy and to be household bands, they all started out emulating what they were listening to. And that, that critical point when the artists switch into that, that next gear of really purveying their own style and distilling their, their, their version of the truth. That's like, that's always the, for me, it's always my favorite work in a band catalog. Yeah. So um, that ties in a little bit, Jay, with the next long awaited record from you guys, because we talked about it. I talked about it with all the guys when I saw you guys on Saturday and I, I forget who it was. It said you're in the, ninth of 11th hour or something like that or oh, i don't yeah. know if it was you or scott that said it to me but <laughs> yeah yeah I remember so we so what's the update what's the update on the record now that the pressure and time tour is wrapped up what's uh, is the focus before you do you, you go out with greta in march is the focus to finally finish off the album oh yeah we that you know that that's the focus you know definitely we're trying to get our schedule together and you know we're, we're like the we're like two-thirds probably a little more than that away from uh, completing the record. Um, we've taken our time, I think, because most of all, we're, we're going into completely new territory. It's some of the heaviest music that, that we've produced, for sure, um, in a lot of ways. And I think that we, there was that, there was that point when we were recording and writing the songs for this and we're tracking of listening to the collection that we had and kind of like, Ooh, wait a minute, this is a different thing altogether. Let's look at this and like, make sure we don't, you know, that they don't fall back in into any, into any like old patterns, you know, or defaults that way. I think that it, once we had a, a large enough collection, it warranted, um, like introspection. So you guys are going to, I imagine now everybody's living back in Southern California, I think, except Dave, right? So are you, you're going to go back to Nashville at some point to work with Dave Cobb oh, to course. finish this off? Is that the plan? Yeah, that's definitely, the plan. you know, we, we make records in Nashville over, over RCA studio a with Cobb. And this will be our eighth record with Dave Cobb. It's just crazy. But, um, yeah, we'll be going back there, you know, and it's nice for me to go back there. I lived there for five years and just moved back to California this year. So, um, any reason is a good reason to return, but especially finishing up this record is, um, it's going to be nice because I can't wait to, for, to get out and for us to be able to play these songs on the road and, and start living this, this identity, especially after, you know, finishing up the tour where we were playing, yeah, you know, a record that was 10 years old, you know, so it's really like one foot in the old and one foot way in the new. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that was an interesting tour. So really, it was fun to revisit the song style, you know. I was going to ask you about that. I mean, I, I loved how you did it because you came out, you did Pressure and Time in sequence right to open the show. So you open with All Over the Road, which you know, I love that song. It was a great opener. And then, you know, you go right right through the record, and the record's 31 minutes long, the studio version. I mean, probably a little longer when you did it live. I know you, you, you stretched a couple little things out there. And then you came out and you did a whole other set of stuff, which I, which I was so psyched about, opening with Too Bad, the second part, which is one of my all-time favorite Rival Sun songs. So I'm like, I was just in such heaven up there on that railing, just taking it all in, and it's like, it was just so great. I, I wondered for you revisiting pressure and time which is an important record in your your catalog playing it in its entirety i'm sure you've done a lot of the record live over the years but were there moments or songs on it that really jumped out at you that you really liked digging into that you didn't play maybe ever or very often yeah actually that's a that's a good question Eddie. um very specifically there's a track on the pressure time record it's called white noise yeah and um, we just never played it. We never played it live. And that's, that's probably my favorite track on that record. You know, it's the most um, lyrically dense and, and 
uh, meaningful message to me. But that song in particular, um, uh, you know, even though the record is 31 minutes long, our set ended up being, you know, just just a couple minutes shy of an hour because we did so much improv and, um, and we just had fun with it. White Noise in particular, we we did the most improv uh, every night with that song because I think we were all, I think that the entire band was having such a great time um, really approaching this song as a live, as a live track for the first time in our career. And so I think that we, it's like we, it's almost like we tried to condense uh, 10 years of, of live exposure and improv into, into this one tour. And I think, I think we were able to come pretty close. Yeah, no, I, I'd say I'd say you nailed it, and I loved hearing "Face of Light" uh, live. I mean, I I don't know if I've ever heard you guys do that live, but that was a, a standout for me as well. Yeah, yeah, that that's the other standout track for me on that album. I'm a sucker for ballads. You know, I'm a singer songwriter at heart, so anytime we can squeeze a ballad in there, I'm a yes, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. And um, Jay, obviously, you know, coming off of this tour and wrapping it up on Saturday, hometown Anaheim, packed house like that, and it just you could tell it felt great. I know, I know, it was streamed as well. I don't know if that stream is archived. So if people if people didn't watch it live, live as it happened, are they able to go somewhere and actually uh, buy the stream and see it after the fact? Well, I'm not going to confirm nor deny. You know, we're, we like to, if we, you know, we don't announce any, if we can pull something together where it's going to work, then we will, you know, but having just, uh, having just worked so hard on this tour and getting that live stream together and, you know, our, our crew working tirelessly, this was, this was one hell of a tour, unlike any other, you know, and, uh, and our, our, our crew really stepped up for us in a big way, but, um, so, but you're asking about the live stream. Um, we're toying with it and see. To maybe you know, put it we'll, out we'll so, it again somehow. Later. Right. Yeah. And, 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 and elaborate on that, if you will, Jay, because during the show, you guys actually, you made a point during the show to really give the crew some props from the stage. And um, it's all very deserved. Any crews, any bands going out in this environment, it's challenging. But but this tour you just wrapped up, you guys did have a lot of obstacles with COVID and such. Can you talk oh a little goodness. bit about that and what you guys well, dealt I mean, with? And anybody, any touring, you know, any touring musicians out there listening to this right now, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Any crew that's out there listening right now, they know. They know, like, your crew gets up before you do, and they go to bed after you do most of the time. Um, or, you know, at least they're, they get on the bus after you do. It's like they, they work their asses off, and, um, you know, and I've always felt uh, a huge amount of appreciation for our crew. And not just our crew, but every crew, you know. Um, with this <laughs> this tour in particular, you know, everybody catching COVID at different times. And like, we were really bubbling, really being careful, not hanging out with fans, not, you know, not going to restaurants and like all of this stuff. And then making its way through the band, like the, it, it got to Miley, our drummer first. <clears throat> and great. What are we going to do? We had, we were doing our first date in Texas. We were down in Austin and we were playing with uh, the who, the H-U who. And, um, and Smiley test positive that morning. Oh, great. Right away, you know, we were fortunate enough to have two very accomplished drummers in our crew, our guitar tech and our drum tech. Uh, our guitar tech was more of a rock guy, and he's been with the band longer. Um, he, right away, he stepped up and he says, I got this. So we did a sound check, and he played the next uh, three nights, three consecutive nights, filling in for Miley. That allowed us to keep those dates, you know. So he do, he does that, and then uh, you know the next week I end up passing positive because Miley is like one of my workout, he's my workout partner and running partner, uh, and so I get it, and then I'm out, and then I get back on, and then our front of house gets it, you know, 
or Dave and Todd get it. And so it, it was just a nightmare watching the crew step up at one point, you know, at one point, our front of house, our monitor engineers were gone. Um, we were down to two crew for the entire band and, wow. uh, and watching how hard they worked. It was just, it just gives you a whole new respect. It gives you a whole new respect to, uh, if the crew hadn't stepped up the way they did, the, t- the tour would have been at the water um, a long time yeah. ago. But knowing that we crossed that finish line, knowing that we crossed that finish line strong and with the entire crew there and everybody made it, um, that was a, was a really, really, it was, well, it was a great experience to finish that up in Anaheim in front of the sold out crowd live streaming and just knowing that we did it, knowing that we got through it. When I, I watched all of my friends tours and you know, so many other bands, they just canceled their tour because it isn't financially feasible to keep going yeah yeah i mean you guys did it, it was remarkable and it's it's incredible to hear that too because as i was telling my audience you you guys were as cautious as you could be i mean i i even even to come back and see you guys afterwards and i'm triple vaxxed but even to come back i mean it was everybody had to be vaxxed going in and to come back into the dressing room I, you know, there were rapid tests there was a guy set up with the table yeah, so you guys had it as as buttoned up as you could but it's still it still crept up on you and and impacted you, but I'm glad that you were able to finish it. And my gosh, did you finish it strong? And I'm, I am so thrilled that I was able to be there and see it because I there was no way I was missing it. And uh, it was a, it was a magical moment, man. It was a great, great. It made me feel so great as a rock fan to see you guys and see what you do and see at the top of your game and see that audience so into it. Really, really special night um, for me as a fan, certainly on Saturday, and I'm I'm sure for you as uh, you know as the guy leading the charge there as the singer. It was, uh, look, I'm happy that you came, and it was really good to see you. Um, this tour was just one for the books in so many ways. It was the long, every, every show was two hours, and I think that for me personally, it was the most vocally grueling set that we've ever toured with, but um, it just worked out. It all worked out, you know, and I think it after having, the touring life and life performance taken from us for close to two years to be able to come out and accomplish this together as a band and as a crew, and as a, a family and a, a traveling microcosm that way. And then to do that with the fans and to be able to have, to share those moments with the fans every night coming out of COVID and coming out of quarantine, the finish strong this way. It's, um, well, I get very romantic about it, man, that's for sure. Well, for my money, one of the best rock bands we have out there today, 100% real, kick-ass, amazing band, Rival Sons. Can't wait for their next studio record. Thanks to Jay Buchanan, and thanks earlier to Tony Iommi for joining us on this week's Eddie Trunk Podcast. Thanks to Joel Pollock for producing. Uh, Be sure to follow me on social media, at Eddie Trunk, Twitter, Instagram, fan page on Facebook, eddietrunk.com is the website. And be sure to check out Trunk Nation. If you are on board with us on Sirius XM, rock talk and interviews live every day, 2 to 4, 10 to midnight Eastern on Sirius XM Channel 106 or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Have a great week. Back next Thursday for another all-new podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>